This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart, and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join Oanda Senior Market Analyst in Singapore, Kelvin Wong. Good afternoon, Kelvin. Good afternoon, Johnny. We've seen some dramatic events over the weekend in the Middle East, which have seen oil prices rise quite uh, considerably today. Currently, Brent crude and WTI is up around 3.5%. So markets are obviously jittery following the events over the weekend. Yes, precisely. So what we could see right now over here is a kind of a small uptick in joyous political risk premium. So in fact, at the start of today's Asia session, that means right at Asia opening today, the WTI crude oil futures actually in fact kept up as high as 5% before uh, currently trimming it gains now to close to around 3.9%, which is still pretty much resilient, more on the upside. So what we could see over here is uh, in terms of ramification towards the rest of the other global asset classes, definitely for sure if oil prices are going to rise, it could actually impact inflationary expectation to go up as well. So if you look at the last three months, uh, taking into account of the uh, market-based inflationary expectation in US, which is being derived by the five and 10-year break-even inflation rates, because the break-even rates uh, from US Treasury inflation-protected bonds from the five-year and 10-year. So this five and 10-year US break-even inflation rates has been rising in tandem in the last three months with higher WTI crude oil price. So for sure, I, we do believe that uh, several elements in the US central bank it has been watching very closely this uh, market-based inflation expectation as well due to the fact that we start to see uh, higher oil prices that rose close to about 40% in the last uh, three months or so. So yes, for sure, if you look at the current WTI oil price, which is at around $86 per barrel, which is slightly still below the high that we see in late September, which is close to $95 per barrel. So right now, uh, definitely we see an interplay movement of fundamentally speaking, yes, there could be a further escalation of conflict in the Middle Eastern region, then definitely uh, WTI or oil prices will be very likely to be used as a strategic weapon in terms of as a bargaining chip for the respective related stakeholders that is involved in this conflict, especially from the Iran side of the story. So we know that Iran over here do have a, uh, we call it, they actually is considered as a non-OPEC plus supplier, but they do actually could actually uh, disrupt the oil market if they want to actually uh, close down the, uh, uh, we call it, uh, reduce the supply cut of oil and even increase the hostility around the oil supply road around the Middle East to the rest of the world. So that could potentially happen. So in terms of anticipation-wise, if short-term speculators start to anticipate such movement, which actually they are doing right now by pushing oil prices higher in today's Asia session, and right now we could see it still continue to get pretty much uh, bid up resiliently. So there's actually a key technical support level to watch, which is the 89.70 US dollar per barrel on the WTI crude oil futures, which correspond to that 20-day moving average now acting as a resistance as well. So what's interesting over here is that this morning, the price action currently right now managed to gap up and, and trade above the 50-day moving average. So going forward, right, in a couple in a couple of sessions, if the price action of WTI crude oil features managed to recapture that 89.70 key short-term resistance right now per barrel, US dollar per barrel, which is the 20-day moving average, that could induce further speculation 
to retest that 9350-95 level resistance level that was met in 28th of September before that uh, we call it that that, that short-term uh, decline took shape in three weeks ago so all in all right if this starts to actually uh, continue to actually create a positive feedback loop into oil prices uh, we could potentially see a test on the major resistance at 105 US dollar per barrel. So if that scenario starts to take shape, for sure, the uh, inflation expectation will start to push up via the 10-year uh, and 5-year break-even rates. So that actually could actually imply also a further uptick in the 10-year US Treasury yield. Because all in all, right, what it means that over here is that it's a be, will be a challenge for the global central banker, including the Fed, to actually to say that, hey, uh, we may start to actually uh, start to see signs of a pullback in inflation where we could start to even give a guidance on the first rate cut to come in as early as 2024 or uh, in June or the, uh, we call it in early first half of next year. So if this scenario starts to play out, if WTI crude oil price will be at 105 per barrel in the next uh, couple of weeks' time, so that could actually uh, derail those uh, dovish uh, uh, expectations from global central bankers, and they may start to actually, oh, they got to actually keep interest rate at a higher level for a longer period of time. And do not forget over here is that at this point in time, there is no clear hard data evidence that the economy, especially in the US, has starts to show what I call signs of very clear signs of weakening demand. So what we could see over here is last Friday, the headline US non-farm payroll data came in above expectation. And on top of that, we have the ISM services PMI is still in expansionary mode. So at this point in time, uh, yes, we know that oil prices is ticking up that could actually induce a further uptick in inflationary data. And on top of that, that we know that inflation data, there will be a lack to actually uh, filter down to the real economy. So that will be what I call the external demand uh, shock or demand reduction from higher oil prices. We talk about for sure, we start to see cost of food, cost of expenses going up. People will start to spend lesser and we'll see their paycheck, uh, real paycheck actually string due to actually higher inflation. But all these take time to actually filter down to the uh, hard data of the uh, economic data like ISM and the unemployment number in US. So now the key story over here is unless this particular, uh, I would say it's an unfortunate incident is that if this higher oil prices uh, starts to see a push up in US 10 year treasury yield, perhaps hitting up to the next resistance at 5.2% on the 10 year US treasury yield, then potentially beyond that 5.2%, we may start to see another round of pain trade in risk assets. So there could be another, uh, we call it a shock inside the financial system. So unless that shock in the financial system took place, because right now we do not know what is the potential black swan will be. It could be the private credit market, which is pretty much opaque. It could be another run in another potential bank, which are unknown. So unless that thing starts to take shape, like what it did during the COVID time, where we see a spike up in the jump bond market, the jump bond yield in US, and during the uh, GFC, the great financial crisis, where we start to see uh, Lehman Brothers going down, they're dragging to the rest of the US banking sector. So 
unless this kind of event took shape, then I, I do reckon that the Fed and global central bankers will be forced to act to actually start to cut rates uh, pretty much aggressively and also giving a kind of a uh, advance notice that they will be start to changing to a much more dovish stance so because right now we, we, we don't see uh, such situation unfold at this juncture what you're saying is that rather than keeping rates high depending on what happens we could see a round of cuts if the situation gets worse although in the short term we could actually see a rate hike because of higher inflation. Yes, precisely. So coming from the Fed point of view over here, it seems to me that that particular uh, one more rate hike, that means in either in the November meeting or the December meeting, is still much more of a live event rather than a non-live event because there's still a possibility about close to 20% to 30% chance as implied by the uh, this uh, CME Fed Watch 2 deriving, derived from the uh, Fed Fund Futures market. And looking ahead to the next few days, Kelvin, we've got um, some important data coming out uh, on this subject again. Uh, USA CPI numbers on Thursday. You mentioned non-farm payroll last Friday, which was double expectations. So this CPI figure is going to be crucial, isn't it, in terms of whether or not the Fed may be forced into another hike in November. Yes, so of course, if you look at the current situation right now, uh, let's start off with the core inflation rate first. So if you look at the core inflation rate year on year for September, the expectation is rather minute. So they are expected to come in further much lower at 4.1% versus 4.3% that was printed year on year in August. So at that 4.3%, that was actually the lowest level of growth rate on the inflation side of the story in the last in two years so that is the two-year lower so if market starts to underestimate core inflation number at 4.1 percent so that could actually uh, start to see uh, another increased odds of uh, another rate hike coming in november or december so uh so market will be paying very close attention to the non-core rate as well which is the inflation rate so that particular rate has been more or less been more directly influenced by energy prices and food prices so that one uh, market is expecting it to come down as well slightly uh, to at 3.6% per- year on year in September. So that is the inflation rate that is including energy and food. So slightly below 3.7% uh, year on year in August. So uh, given such, uh, we call it um, kind of a more, I would say, relatively uh, slight optimistic uh, downtick in inflationary pressure in US, any particular surprise on the upside could actually further drive up the uh, odds of another rate hike coming in into either November or December. Okay, Calvin, thank you very much for joining us today. Have a good week. Same to you, Johnny. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.